There ain't no way. <laughs> are we going to start it there? <laughs> yes, we are. Uh, what a cold well, open. What? I said, what a cold open. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, <laughs> to Waves on the Shore. Uh, apparently, the internet's quirkiest, strangest, um, now he's seductively eating gummy worms podcast. Uh, hosted what? by myself and Jaren, as for always. We've got a good few things lined up here for you guys. Um, yeah, I <laughs> I just had what? a thought mid like introduction, and it completely threw me off because I went to go pull up who the frick and completely forgot to actually get it on my phone, which is the it's whole all good. purpose of me going up. So cut this because I'm switching tabs. What? So oh I have wait, to maybe edit not. More. Wait, I think I'll be okay. Okay, we're fine. We're just gonna keep going. Anyway, we're just gonna guys, see we're... like my face get really bright for a second. Uh, well, we're gonna talk about Morgan Wallen today because of his three singles. You have to. What else are we gonna do? Are we gonna do Randy Hauser? Do we want to talk about talk that? Randy Hauser. Okay, I I do have some things to say. Um, I'm sure Evan has things to say too. Cause, no, you know, I, I was actually thinking just and... silent podcast this episode. <laughs> just brood while I talk, just like. Smolt mate smolder at the camera. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to, yeah. like, you know, Seduce 90% the of communication is non-verbal, so I'm kind of wanting to yeah. adopt that theory on the podcast and see how it goes. Um, <laughs> Jaron is clearly <laughs> expressing his thoughts with me at the moment. Um, <laughs> clearly, clearly. As the listeners can tell. Um, but yeah, we've got a good few things lined up. Should, should we start with Morgan Wallen, realistically? like? Yeah, I was okay, I was thinking we'll do Morgan Wallen, uh, and then we can just run through Randy Hauser. I imagine that won't take too long. And then we'll do our raps, our, yes. the Spotify raps, and then the uh, Evan's Apple Replay? Is that <laughs> yeah. what it's called? <laughs> yeah. Okay, I wasn't, I wasn't sure what they called it. Um, and then uh, probably... A little bit of who the frick and uh, a little bit. the usual, what is it called? What are we listening, are we listening to? That's to? What it is. It's, it's yeah. a pretty And also, agenda. we should acknowledge that we, we took a week off half. We did, uh, we The only reason is that we felt like there wasn't a whole lot to talk about. And, and we you were had very been busy doing, with Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, I was busy with Thanksgiving busy. and we had been doing weekly episodes for a while now. So we figured, why not just take a week off? And so we did. And now we got a lot um, to talk about. Especially in the way of Morgan Mullen. Yep. Uh, and that's a good entry point into Morgan Wallen. Obviously, he decided to completely take over the internet again because he hopped on yesterday and basically said, yo, new tour, three new songs all coming out at once, similar to what Ernest did, dropping the three songs at once uh, earlier this year. Hmm. I don't know how big a fan I am of like the, the triple single drop because that, that's a good chunk, right? Like, all at once. Like if you're gonna, I don't if you're gonna drop any more than that before an album, it starts getting to be quite a bit. Yeah, I don't mind that it's all at once. It's just that we better not drop like a million other songs. You yeah, know what I'm saying he um, could get away with it on Dangerous because there were thirty songs he dropped. Uh, yeah, like, I was gonna say it also depends. Once, um, I was gonna say it depends that. how big this album is. Please you know, don't be another so. thirty song album. Yeah, yeah. Please I would don't. love <laughs> I would love a concise like twelve track album. That's all we need. Even. I would even take 10, but if it's 10, then we've already heard three of the songs. So I may be a little bit longer. So it's like, pick your poison at this stage already. Yeah, yeah. I will, I really want to, okay, so I, people have talked about the album art. 
at least I don't know if this is this might be the album art for the actual album, but for it is for at least for these singles. I I dig it, but I also feel like the I think Grady mentioned that it kind of reminded him of American Heartbreak a little bit, and I can see that, but this honestly gives me Noah Kahan vibes. Like, yeah, I see that more. Just because of the brown and the green. It's just a ton of brown and green, which is what stick season is. And so when I saw this, I was like, okay, Morgan's setting a vibe. And then I heard the songs and I was like, the songs aren't bad. Let me just, like, they're not bad. But I was, I don't know. I want, I hunger for a, I think Days the End and Why kind of gave me this vibe. But the other two songs... Mm-hmm. I just don't know. Sure. I just don't. I just like. I want to know what he's going for. I think like is this is this the is this the album art? Like is this the album? art? Because I think like, aesthetically, I it kind. I kind of touched on this in my video a little bit. I think the lo-fi aesthetic pairs well with the song "One Thing at a Time," but I think visually, like what we're actually seeing here, a rest, I don't. I just. Like a, I don't even a think a rotting cabin with him at a campfire that. Yeah, would pair more towards days that end and why that sound. Of course, he's going to give us a little bit of everything because he's Morgan Wallen and he's going to top sure. the charts and he's going to satisfy everyone. Sure, and but I'm not expect you know I'm not expecting him to drop a drop a Noah Kahan style album. But like could that's he? not what I'm that's not what I'm asking for. Can he? That'd be kind of nice. That would be kind of <laughs> cool, I think. But he's not going to do that. Uh, <laughs> Prove me wrong, though. Say, Prove he, me wrong, Morgan. He, yeah, 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 do it. Um, I don't know. I just want to, I guess, I, I want to know what he is trying to do. Because I feel like I don't know the direction of where this is going. Like In all likelihood, I think. And I, and I have some other questions, too. Because yeah. there has, a precedent has been set that uh, he, he, has, he has released songs, like, year like year and a half in advance and it has showed up on albums like dangerous so uh, are, are you asking if like don't think and Jesus thought you should i'm that. asking if those songs like are those going to show up like is you proof on this album because you proof does not like the vibe of you proof and this album art is like not which is like maybe i'm nitpicking but like i would no, not i, think it's I don't even fair. i don't even hate nit i don't even hate new proof uh, no i can't even talk you proof i don't even hate you proof i just I just don't know if I would like it. I'd have to hear the rest of the album, though, I guess. I if can't like, say that know, it would suck. If you don't think Jesus and You Proof are all on this album as well, then I think we are getting another monster. Um, sure. Which I'm not really looking for. <laughs> I, uh, I've kind of had enough of these massive albums. Let's give me something yeah. a little more concise. Mm-hmm. But, give me something tasteful. Yeah, just like... Um, it's like the... It's funny, I was literally talking to Grady about this a little bit ago. But it's like the saying, I'm going to butcher it, not whatever. But there's a saying, like, if you can... Well, I like guess it's not a saying, it's more of an idea. If you can say something in, like, five minutes, but say the same thing in 30 seconds, you should say it in 30 seconds. Hmm. And I think that kind of applies for albums here, where it's like, if we can get the point... In 10 songs, let's not drop 27. Like, and it becomes conflicting because then you look at American Heartbreak, which when I'm making my year-end list, I'm trying to figure out where this lands. And it's like, I like all the songs, but 
did we really need 34? Did we yeah. need that many to get this same idea across where you look at, where I look at an album, um, like I'm going to use Ernest for example, and it's like, you know, like maybe Ernest wasn't as crazy, like it didn't shift country culture like American Heartbreak did, but it was just a very solid 10 song album that got everything out of its system in that 30 minutes. So it's like, yeah. which one's better? Which do I, what do I like more? It's stop putting me in this position. Just drop good length albums. Okay. Huh. <laughs> That's what, I mean, yeah, I, I, yeah, I totally agree with that for sure. And I, I don't know. I just, I, I want to touch on like, cause you and I watched the, uh, was it, it was Grady's video. You were in his video mm-hmm. and I watched yours too. That was funny. Uh, covering the Morgan stuff. Can I give a little bit of context to that? Oh, sure. So, and then I'll let you keep going. Um, I was in Toronto all day touring different schools and stuff for next year. And we roll in at quarter to midnight. I've not seen anything about Morgan Wallen. I've been out all day. I'm exhausted. <laughs> I want to go to bed. And I log on. I see Country Central Post like, Morgan Wallen is dropping three songs tonight. And I'm like, wow, I guess I have to stay up another 15 minutes. And then Grady texts me at midnight. He's like, hey, yo, do you want to like, I'm recording a reaction. Do you want to hop on? And I'm just like, well, yeah, might as well. Then we had yeah. some technical difficulties. And long story short, I was up till about 2.15 a.m. I would hate and that, man. I worked early the next morning. So the next morning wasn't great, but it was worth it. It was a, it was a good <laughs> night. I always enjoy <laughs> I always enjoy my, my videos with Grady. I know that that feels. That's I the thing is like I would totally be down to sit, but like when you do that on like a Thursday night, and I'm just trying to make it through Friday at work, and it's mm. like I'm not staying. I'm not. I quit coffee for the last two months, but I took a nice big mug to work that next morning. <laughs> I was like, I need this. <laughs> uh, so, oh yeah. man, continue. I just wanted. To oh, okay. So, I was saying. I, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So you guys were saying that you really like was it? It's it's one one thing one day one day thing at a time. Sorry, and it's days that end in Y. That's the two different. Yeah, one thing at a time seems to be. Well, I think okay. I didn't. I know I didn't finish what I was about to say right there, but I'm just thinking. Um, one day at a one thing at a time. They're all good. I just don't know how I feel about them because I think. I'm at the opposite end of where you're at, where I think Days the End and Y is my favorite, and Tennessee Fan is my second favorite, and One Thing at a Time is my third favorite. <laughs> that makes sense, though, because that's, like, from countryest to least country. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, I enjoy One Thing at a Time, but... And maybe it just needs to warm up to me. It feels very earnesty, and I'm pretty sure Ernest did co-write it. He did, I believe. Yeah. yeah. And I I like that about it. It just doesn't really... I don't know. I And I, I know all the... I enjoy the writing. It just doesn't really do anything for me. I, I like the Days That End in Y it's thing with standard, the ceiling yeah. fan. And, um, and I know there's the whole football thing, and yeah, we've had enough of those. But I actually... I really enjoy Tennessee fan. I like it. I like it. Yeah. I enjoy it, and I can, when I saw that Hardy was a writer, you can tell that Hardy's on it. So it's like, yeah, these are three solid, three solid tracks. I just don't know what to expect. 
I think I do know what to expect from the I album. Know. I think looking at what we've gotten so far, how scatterbrained it is, I think this is going to my prediction. I'm okay. saying like pretty good like 16 or 17 18 songs i'm seeing i don't it. want that many <laughs> i know but i'm seeing it in I know, there I... and i'm gonna say like unfortunately against what i would have wanted for his comeback <laughs> album i think sure. it's gonna be a lot more of this which isn't like a bad thing it's not like we said it's not these songs are bad but i don't know how much evolution we're gonna see I think it's going to be another helping of some pretty good country songs, some pretty good pop country songs, and a few really nice, like a few really good ones. Sure. Um, I don't think it's we're going to see a whole lot of evolution, which I, I can't count them out. I mean, the whole rest of the album still has to come out. But do you? That's my prediction. He, I think he's too big to take uh, a risk like that. Even though I think it, if it worked, it would pay off massively. Hmm. Interesting. Do you think we're going to get a song kind of like Seven Summers where it's like a pre-release, but it's like just like absolutely just like massive? Because I feel like when Seven Summers, everybody wanted it. And obviously that's a little bit differently because we knew Seven Summers was coming because we got the demo. But like, do you think we're going to get another single, I guess is what I'm saying. That's just going to be like, okay, this is it. I think there's got to be one more. I'd be surprised if he doesn't drop something else before the whole album. Sure. Um, as for if it's going to be this massive hit, that's up to I the mean, song. I think the teasing well, works just, a lot. I, of the time. only reason I ask that is because I feel like I don't think any. Of these I was kind of. I was expecting one of these to hit me a little bit more than. than yeah, they did. I get that. Like. Even though I, I guess that's why I asked that. Even though I'm really bumping one thing at a time, even though I think it's a, a great song, it it doesn't stick that much. Like, I, I don't see it... It doesn't hit that hard. I don't see it being one that I'm going to be going back to a whole lot sure. in two weeks. It feels like one of those nice songs that I'm going to like for a period of time and then move on from. Mm-hmm. It's not like a song that just feels like feels like a juggernaut. It feels like it has longevity to it. Um, so I guess you'd have to. I think it's too early to say if there's gonna be like another smash. I mean, For there sure, will, there will be one that, whether we like it or not, <laughs> whether we whether gonna... we want it or not. What <laughs> I said, whether we want it or not. Yeah, there will be one that's just like enormous it's more uh-huh. than it has to happen yeah. like that yeah for um, sure but I, if i'm being honest i feel like the thought you should know and don't think jesus were way more they felt way more significant yeah, than these three i agree and i i still go back to thought you should know and don't think jesus quite a bit i think those are I find two of the myself, best songs he's put out in a while i find myself enjoying his live like leak not leaked the one that he performed don't think jesus on like instagram like a year and a half ago. Yeah. And I actually think I like that live version more than the studio one. It's not... Studio one's not horrible or anything. It just feels more personal, maybe. Intimate. Well, it's so intimate with just him and his yeah. guitar. 
Yeah, and it's also not produced <laughs> at all. Uh, and then obviously, yeah, I thought, and then thought you should know is obviously just amazing. I think. It's yeah, great. I think if if we were, if he announced an album and dropped those two songs, that oh, I would shoot. be like, those were the two singles. Those are the two dropped. singles. I'd be like, get your seatbelts on. We're going for a ride. Yeah, but yeah. as it is, I feel I. I feel like Thought You Should Know and Don't Think Jesus are... I want to say they're not getting put on the album because they... But at the same time, why wouldn't he? I mean, he's pushing yeah. Thought You Should Know as the single right now. It's also, got a music video. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Which is also smart by him. Drop a music video and then a week, seven days later, drop some new songs. But, um... I don't know. I, I, I did just remember that when he... In preparation for um, Dangerous. Dangerous, he when he announced its release date and the tour and stuff, he did that in November of 2020. And he dropped three songs then. And I felt, I felt like those three songs stuck with me more than these three songs. What were the... It was... It was Living the Dream. Living the Dream. Uh, I think it was... And then Red Next, Red Letters, Red Dirt. And Still Going Down. That was the other... I think it was those three. I think. Was it, was it Rednecks? Red, it was not Red, uh, Rednecks. It might Red not Lens. have been. Because that was be one of the lie. ones he like put out on TikTok right before saying, like, if I'm going to leak my own songs, they're going to get leaked. <laughs> uh, somebody's Problem. It was Somebody's Problem. Yeah, that's what it is. That's what it is. Somebody's Sorry, Problem. I was, just, I was just wrong. Still going down and living the dream. Yeah. That was it. Man, I'm looking yeah, at... Yeah, you're right. I'm looking at it, Dangerous it Sound and just problem. remembering, like, what... What elite times as a country fan it was when, when yeah. it was dropped. Same thing, like, Bro, I'll, I'll be doing the same thing in, like, a year with American Heartbreak. I'll be looking at it like, man, what an elite moment. Sure. Sure. I feel differently about... I think I f- that time felt a little bit... I do... Ha- I love American Heartbreak. I do think it's good. I feel differently about it, though, because it's at the latter end of... The- well, I hope it's at the latter end of this massive album movement. And it's mm-hmm. it, it caught me at a time where I'm like, okay, stop. That's fair. Whereas Dangerous was this cool, like, yeah. yo, it was like thirty songs. Yeah, yeah. And so it, it felt it feels a little bit differently to me. But they're both still. And honestly, American Heartbreak is probably We've probably it on, is the better album. It used but. to it, it at the time of Dangerous, um, that sparked the double album trend. But even it was a little bit ahead of that. So yeah. it we weren't. When Dangerous was kicking around, we were all just like, yo, he's doing that? Is that yeah, loud? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I guess we'll see. I just don't even... I'm just not sure. In terms of... I'm just, I just want I want it to more. be... I, I don't know. I just want more. it to be good. I, I want to like it more yeah. than I do so far. It's not bad. I just... I felt like... When, in terms of like when Dangerous was coming out, I felt like the rollout, I was a little bit more enamored with it. Mm-hmm. But that being said, I'm still excited, still interested to see what Probably he does. Probably because Dangerous had Seven Summers tied to it. Whereas... Well, that's true, but I'm thinking of like when those three singles came out, those three songs. Somebody's Problem is a banger. It just is. At the same that 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 is fair. Um, but at the same time. Maybe it was easier to get hyped about those three because we could put it into context because he dropped, like, he announced that it's a 30-song album. That's fair. With it, 
we are only speculating now. We don't know sure. what it's a part of. We don't know what songs are where. So hmm. it's harder to like see it. It's harder to see yeah. it right now. So yeah, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. Oh well, Morgan Wallen, interesting guy. <laughs> oh well. Oh well. Whatever. All right. We're how about uh, how about that Randy Hazard guy? I uh, feel bad, bad for this. I feel you feel bad. Well, no, like I, I, it has my sympathy, and I'll, I'll explain. <laughs> All right, because it's not a. Please elaborate. I don't like, and it's not because this album isn't bad. Uh, it's just like nobody. Well, okay, well, let me preface it with this: like you know, you're following up Magnolia, which in the first place, the a broader, the general country music world, I feel like didn't really listen to Magnolia like at all. Like Which it just was, wasn't, it yeah. didn't, and that what, was what, 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 undeserved. What it was deserving of the attention that it did not yeah, receive, but it didn't get any. It didn't get any, and, and so then I'm like, okay, so what is he gonna do? And I was always worried. It's like I would, I would go to Magnolia because it's one of my favorite albums ever, and I would look at the numbers and I'd be like, I don't like. I, I'm worried that he's gonna. That whole album was about him kind of doing his thing like believing in himself not pandering to the nashville thing that's what no stone unturned is about and so i'm like "Uh oh is he gonna get discouraged and like go back to making subpar mediocre stuff the answer is somewhat (laughs) and the answer is somewhat (laughs) yes um I'm glad that he didn't fully do that. This album is still far from bad. It's actually it's a decent. I album. was actually, yeah, it's actually a pretty good album. It's just that nobody's talking about it. And maybe my biggest complaint is that a majority of the songs just they don't sound bad. They don't. They not. They're not bad. They just all kind of run together a little bit for me. Some of them do. I can, I can kind of hear that. Um, I think for me, I was just like. I just think a lot of them personal. are pretty, like, are pretty good. Like, they're just pretty good. Like, I think, that's I how think I, I think pretty that's broad. What I mean. Coming from Magnolia, I think the beauty of Magnolia was just how... It felt more personal, yeah. Yeah, it was how Randy Hauser it was. It's like, what's going on in his mind? Well, this is what's going on. These are his thoughts about this. And these circumstances can only be applied to Randy. That's what made it so interesting. Um, whereas this album, I feel like pretty much all of these songs you could have given to anybody else and they would have been just as effective. Yeah. Yeah. So when we got, I think note to self was his first single off of this. And album. I wasn't huge on it. And I also was just kind of like, this is okay. <laughs> like, like, and that's just kind of, I, right. I, I don't even know. I think, cause I do think this album is better than just Okay. It still has good instrumentation. It's got good charisma. There's a couple songs that I do think are pretty, pretty, pretty good. And I think call, I think, call, I think yeah, call me's fun. I kind of like call me. Crazy how similar it is to call me by Luke Holmes. I don't think there's enough time in between them that I'm gonna, they're intentional. Wow. But I, I don't even like, know if I remember that song. Same title, on, and they're both. They're almost like on other sides. So. Luke Combs is saying, like, you can call me like this, blah, 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 call me this, blah, 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 but you're, you know you're still going to call me. Randy Hauser yeah. is saying, you can, 
like I don't care what you call me, but just please call me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's very like so even though they're on opposite they they're different, in very slightly different, different vibes, situations. But yeah. They're in very different circumstances. Uh ridiculously like it's like a yin yang. They're just like serving yeah. an opposite purpose. Yeah, but it, it's the same song, but also not the same song. Yeah, <laughs> huh? It's like a, it's like a twin that like they're not identical. Is that off of Luke Combs' first album? No, that's off the new one. <laughs> Wait, is it actually? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember it at all. Jaren Jaren says not he listens all. to the music we talk about, but okay. F- to be fair, that album came out in June. Yeah. And when it came out, I said that it was mid so (laughs) (laughs) so uh, i had no comment i guess that was a very appropriate (laughs) a very very appropriate to how i feel about the album yeah i don't yeah man actually on that i know i've talked about this before but i just need luke to do what he did on his version of seminal wind like please just do that just do that. Make an album with that passion. Like, oh my gosh, yeah. that's such a that was a great that is, cover. It's a great cover. It just is. Um, what's my hair doing? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I saw <laughs> a little distraction. Uh, I don't know, Evan. What did you? I don't know. Like, what did we? I can't even. It's hard for me to rate this Randy Hauser thing. It's just. It's definitely. I think it's all right. I think it's good. It, it pales in comparison to Magnolia because I do think Magnolia oh, is one of the mind. best country albums of the past, like probably like ten years. I think it's really good. I love Magnolia. I think it 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 has nothing to Magnolia. Um, I think if anyone else dropped this, I would have listened to it and then proceeded to go about my day and say, "Yeah, that was pretty good." I think it it just feels maybe a little it's, more it, underwhelming because we are just because it had from to, Magnolia. Yeah. Yeah, just c- c- because of what preceded it, what it had to follow up, and I think if I think Brett Eldridge's album finds itself in a similar boat. Although I do think his second, uh, what is it, uh, "Songs for You," "Songs About You," I think I think song songs of songs about you was was a better follow up, but it still wasn't as good as as Sunday Drive. I that album definitely like I think I gave it a nine, and I think that was maybe generous. But I still, people were saying like most disappointing album of the year, and I'm like, wait, no. like, it's still no, gonna no, be no, in my no, top no, ten. No, no, no. I like you better believe I, think... I was jamming to the title track. You better believe like <sighs> yeah. the light at the, like those things where the light meets the sea. Like no, there's like don't okay, sleep look, on it, man. Like just because it wasn't Sunday Drive doesn't mean it wasn't fantastic. But yeah, I I, I see like... the I see the similarities, especially if you're not. I can see how other people would see that similarity because for me, I liked yeah. it more than a lot of other people, but that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and hmm, I I do think I've there are a couple more songs on on songs about you than on oh what's Randy Hauser's album called? <laughs> Note, to self. Note to self. I <laughs> I couldn't bro. It's you can't pull the I'm time. Just, it's six forty-seven. Yeah, I know. I'm always I, at this point. I'm just always tired. That's what it is. If I don't have the thing right in front of me, I have to. I have to. I have to find it. I'm really bad about that. Anyway, I think. I think that goes to. Actually, that's a good thing. That uh, helps me convey how I feel about this. It's a good album, but it's not good enough for me to remember the title. I would say like, and because we were kind of doing the similar thing with Brett Eldridge. I would say that, like, I honestly think that 
Magnolia and Sunday Drive, I like them about equally. And in terms of follow-ups, I think that Songs for You is just a little bit below those ones. Or Songs About You, I mean. And then Note to Self is, yeah, a little bit down here. Not bad, but yeah. that's it is what it is. I'm not going to rate it. Jeez, I don't know what I would give it. Um, um, I did not listen to... I, I know we... We had texted about Brantley Gilbert's album. Have you heard anything about it? Because I have not. I listened to it. Oh. Um. Were there any good songs? Were there any, like... So I listened to it once. Because every now and then he's got some... I remember... He, he, uh, on his older albums, he has some deep cuts that are... Like, have you heard Three Feet of Water? Oh, I, I have, because maybe it was you that told me to. Oh. But well, like he has some, recall. he's got some album cuts that are always like tend to be pretty good, but the rest of the album is usually. Pretty... I remember she's the one being kind of like a, a nice rock moment. I remembered enjoying that one. You don't, you don't seem confident about that because <laughs> I can't remember everything about it. I just remember liking that. Oh, okay, one. I remember hearing. I thought that you were one. To... <laughs> not that, not that it was crazy. Just, but I just, just lying to yourself, thinking like, yeah, this is pretty good. Because you got to think uh... we're coming from Rolex on a redneck. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The album was alright. I mean, How to Talk to Girls is about as good as I thought it would be. Sure. Um, it wasn't too memorable. I just remember feeling like this is decent and then there are moments where I hate it. Like, it kind of peaks at like, alright, yeah, I, I can listen to this. But then you got stuff like Rolex on a redneck that are just like, uh, or the worst country song of all times on here, and it's just like. Was he also like, on? Wait, wait, that's on this album. And that just seems like way more of a novelty single than an album cut. Like, why is that on an album ever? Anyone's album. It's Hold uh, on. it's interesting. Hold on, I have. To There's see Son this of the Dirty though. South with Jelly Roll. I did not like that one. <laughs> I get Jelly Roll doing his rap thing, but oh, that song was just obnoxious. Jelly Roll confuses me, um, yeah. and I won't get super into it, but uh, he, I have heard Son of a Sinner, and I think that song is actually pretty decent, um, but I'll pass on most of the stuff that I've heard from Jelly Roll. <laughs> yeah. Also, his... Country rapper I under- tier list, question mark? <laughs> Kid G, bottom tier. <laughs> Have you heard Kid G? No, I have not. Oh Coach... my gosh, you are missing something, my man. Am I? Have you Am never I? heard of Kid G? No. Kid G? Like two Ds. K-I-D-D-G. Kid, oh, Kid G? Look him up right um, now. Oh my gosh. I do not. <sighs> I don't have I much to right say. I just don't like okay. Kid G. Then we won't talk about Brantley Gilbert anymore. Yeah, that's it. Kid G. He looks like a kid that I would have wanted to punch that goes to my high school. Like, these footsteps are nuts. Oh, he's got tattoos now. Blood, Sweat, and Beers is his new song. Oh, that's with Logan Michael. Oh, what a collab. He has a a song. Wait, hold on. This kid, he has a song with 50 million streams. He has a song with Lil Uzi Vert. He's big. Yeah. He's done a song with Lil Uzi. Like, he's no... That's why I'm surprised you never heard of him. No, I've literally never heard a single person talk about this person, ever. How old is this kid? He's, like, our <laughs> age, I think. I think he's, like, 18. Wild. Kid G okay. age. Yeah, he's 19. When does How did... 
Jor or April. Oh, he's a TikTok kid. Ah. No, I think he's been popping before TikTok. It said he found fame online through TikTok and SoundCloud. I mean, that's where it all started. I thought he was SoundCloud. That's what I thought he was. I tell you what, though. Local police, blood, sweat, and beers. This guy's not of age. So, something's fishy. Hmm. Down home. I don't boy. even. I didn't listen to that album. I don't. All right, I'm tired of talking about this person. Yeah. Um. Uh. What? <laughs> Evan, help me. What are we doing next? <laughs> uh, Spotify. Oh yeah, let's talk about our rafting stuff. Stuff that I actually think is cool and interesting. Um. Yeah, mine's not as cool and interesting. <laughs> I guess that's true. Yours is well. Well, no, no, no. At I least mean, we have a... in general. I don't have a lot of stats I can pull up. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I kind of just fair. have like my, I can say like my top albums. I can say my, like, but it's not. I'm not gonna be able to pull out like top, like everything. I can't do. Sure, that. sure. Well, mine was also really boring. It was really bland this year. Yeah, I was kind of disappointed. Like, it was just embarrassingly dominated by the weekend and his new album. Like, pretty much my entire top ten was that album. You just kept coming back to it, yeah. I did. I, I, I think it's a great album, but it makes for a really boring replay because it's just like, yeah. your top artist was The Weeknd. Your top album was Don FM. Your top 10 songs were all The Weeknd from Don FM. And it's just like, man, this is so... <laughs> like, I loved it. Like, it's a... In fairness, it's a pretty good representation of how much I listened to that album, how much I enjoyed that album. But man, you... it's just like it, there's no variety there. I'm just like, wow, okay. So, so does Apple Replay tell you how many minutes you listened to last year? Uh, for they just changed it from hours to minutes this year, and I think I was forty six thousand minutes. Okay. And I think I had two thousand of the weekend, three thousand. Something. Oh, like okay. That. Quite a bit. Interesting. All right. Let, let's so, see yours. You probably got more cool things to share. Mine it, mine has more variety, but I also have a little bit of beef because I think there were some errors, or at least I've, I've discovered there some were definitely, inconsistencies. No, I, I actually think there were some some mistakes on mine because I'm just like, yeah. ah, I don't think... Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how they collect the data, but they must do it a certain way. Um, all right, all right. I don't right. know. One, but one, anyway. One second, one second. Uh-oh. Some something must be going on upstairs. I can't hear it. Maybe you guys can. Sorry, my little brother uses the stairs like. <laughs> and of course, <laughs> I am situated beside the stairs. <laughs> I don't even know if anyone could hear that, but it was bugging me. <laughs> um, Continue. The, the viewers might have been able to hear it, but I couldn't hear anything at all. Okay. Um, all right. Well, let's get. I guess let's get into my rap, and then I'll explain. The like I can give some. I can give some things. Like I'll, I, like my top country. Oh, for sure, for sure, for sure. Stuff, but I don't have like my musical color. <laughs> I don't have stuff like Co- that. <laughs> my or musical color. Whatever it is, what, it's kind of. It's cool, basically though. like a. I don't know. What's the. Uh, Crap, what are they called? Uh, it's like the horoscope stuff. Like, I'm a Gemini, or I'm like a... But it's like, I'm orange. <laughs> it's like a... Well, yeah, here, let me... Actually, let me just... I have my phone up right here, so why don't we... 
Oh, oh, excuse me. Oh, jeez. Oh, good lord. Okay. Well, I will already just go ahead and say that Lizzie McAlpine was my top artist. Um, and then, here, I'm pulling it up right now. My listening personality, um, which is kind of like, depending on how you listen and, like, just the... The, the stuff you're listening to, how often, what it is, your uh, Spotify kind of does an analysis of it. And me and Grady actually got the same thing. It's at the adventurer. You're a seeker of sound. You venture out into the unknown, searching for fresher artists, deeper cuts, and newer tracks, especially gems yet to be found. Which I would say for the most part is true. Well, true. Most, of the st- most of the stuff that I listen to on, like, intentionally... Uh, and often would be stuff like like Bo Armstrong and when I found Lizzie McAlpine, she was a lot smaller than she is now over the past She's like twelve pretty months. Big now. She has gotten big. When her new album came out, it like I think it really kinda helped her, especially with having like Phineas on the album and other stuff like that. Yeah, that's um, a But yeah, I thought that was kinda cool, interesting. That one made sense. Um I spent two thousand 800 minutes listening to podcasts. Wow. Uh, well, I actually listen to a fair amount of podcasts every now and then. I'll throw on one of my favorite podcasts is uh, The Weekly Planet, which is a like a movie a movie podcast. They just talk about movies and pop culture and stuff like that. Um, I highly recommend if that's your thing. Really good, really charismatic, funny co-hosts. Um, and I'll uh, list off the rest of my top artists and stuff. Um, so I was not expecting Ernest, Wild Rivers, and John Foreman to be in my top five, but according to Spotify, they are. So Lizzie, Lizzie McAlpine was number one, then Wild Rivers. Do you remember who Wild Rivers is? Because I think I brought, um, I think I brought one of their albums to, yeah, I brought one of their albums to the podcast once for What Are We Listening mm-hmm. To. I remember the name, um, so. And I just, I honestly really enjoy them. I But I wasn't expecting them to be number two. And I have Spotistats, which I don't know if I've told you about this, but it's like a, it's a third-party app where they, like, I can, it it's kind of like you don't really need to wait for your wrapped. <laughs> but mm-hmm. the, the wrapped kind of gives you some other things. Well, I, I, not, you're able to check your Apple replay throughout the year. So I kind of knew what I was getting myself into. Because I oh, checked like it. every few Here. months, I'd be like, "What's it looking like right now?" Oh, that's so that's kind of cool. I kind at the same time though, it makes the like if you want to wait, you can, but it makes it less climactic, less suspense. But yeah. especially when it's something like, "Well, nothing's." You would have been you would have been really disappointed if you had waited and it was all just the weekend. Oh, I know. I would have been like, <laughs> "Man, bro, what is?" Oh, have I? I don't know if I've mentioned this. So like two years ago, I like to sometimes throw on. Uh, like thunderstorm, rainstorm noises to go to sleep to. <laughs> um, and on Spotify, I was like, oh, I can find some stuff on Spotify. So every night, every night for like three months, four months, I threw it, I threw it on. It was like a playlist of all these different ambient tracks. And my, like, almost my entire, like, year-end <laughs> playlist was just full of, like, like, it's like the title track is The Winds Blow or, like, th- <laughs> Roaring thunderstorm, and I was like, "Bro!" So if you go onto my Spotify, like on Spotify stats, you can go to like oh, my, st- my all-time listens. A ton of my in my top 100. It's just like 
ambient noise that I've listened to more than a hundred times. That's amazing. Because, yeah, it's, I hated it. So I made a point. I have purposefully, I purposefully don't do that anymore. Um, I hated that. Anyway, let me finish. <laughs> let me actually go through my top five. Um, and then Kit Moore was third. Um, Ernest was fourth. And then John Foreman was fifth. I got beef with this because, and I'm going to do it right now. I'm going to go to spot of stats. Um, Ernest, like, I, yeah, I listened to Ernest, you know, but I didn't listen to him that much. I actually, oh, shoot. Hold on, pause. And so if I go to, pause what? Do I need to, or hey, can wait, I? cut, cut the, cut these next, like, five. Oh, wait, no, okay, never mind. Huh? <laughs> There's a part I'm... right there where some tab that was not supposed to go on that my left screen went on my left screen. Gotcha. So it popped up. Um, you might want to cut that, might not continue. Okay. Um, what was I saying? Um, uh, I lost my train of thought and now I'm doing, okay, here we go. Um, but I was talking about, I don't think Ernest was that high. He had a good solid album and stuff like that, but I just don't. No, I feel you though. Ernest, like he was my second most listened to country artist this year. And I was like, I didn't think I listened to Ernest that I mean, I, I really liked Ernest's music, but I was just like, wow, because he only has a 10 and a 9 song album. So I'm like, I listened to it. that, And I mean, yeah, Flower Shops was my most listened to country album this year. I was like, oh. Yeah. It's I funny how those things work, because it's like there's some albums I thought, like I thought, surely American Heartbreak with the 34 songs, like with how much I listened to that would take. No, it was. Sure. It was Flower Shops. Sure. Um, I don't sure. know. Okay, so some... Well, I'm just thinking, sorry. I was saying, I sure, sure, that's just me. Sorry. Um, it's weird, because something must be going on with my Spotify thing. Either Spotify is wrong, or Spotistats is wrong, and I, I feel like Spotify is wrong, because I just don't think I listen to some of those artists that much. So if I, I just pulled it up on Spotify, I, uh, or Spotistats. I uh, went from December 1st of last year to December 1st of this year. I don't know what the exact time frame that they do the wrapped is, but that's just what I'm going to say it is. Because um, that's when the wrapped comes out. So I figure if that's when wrapped comes out, that, that would make sense if that's when it starts and stops. Um, Lizzie McAlpine was first with 440 streams. Um, and then Kip Moore was second, but... Kip Moore was third on my rep, so it's like, okay. And then Morgan Wallen was third, and so it's like, okay. And then John Foreman was fourth, who was in my top five, but he was fifth on Spotify. And then Dreamer's Circus, um, who we've talked about, was actually fifth because I listened to them so much while I was doing homework and stuff. So it's like, what? And then, okay, so Ernest was in my top five. On Spotistats, he's my 15th. It's like that's what? a big. That's what I'm saying, that's and a I didn't think big I big drop. I didn't think I listened to him that much. And 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 then who else was it? Wild Rivers was pretty high up. Can we really not trust the stats? They're only eleventh, and so I'm like, there's some like yeah, they're they're Ernest and Wild Rivers were near the top, but they weren't like at the top. So I'm I don't know maybe Spot of Stats is wrong, but I feel like it's not because it. It just seems right. It, like that seems right that I listen to them that much. But I don't have anyway. I'm not like I don't have a, a like a Apple stats to 
confirm. <laughs> I just have whatever Apple Replay gives me. And I'm like, I guess this is right. But at the same time, I yeah. see that I listen to Daniel Caesar more than Morgan Wallen. Which which do, maybe doesn't feel right. Doesn't, but I got, maybe I maybe I just did like that. That's the funny thing is yeah. how, per, how perspective sure. works. Like I thought, I mean, I, to be on, to be completely honest with you, um, I did not think I listened to Morgan Wallen, but he was my most streamed country artist this year again, and I was like, really? Yeah. Um, I but think then, it just then helps. I think Daniel sees. I'm like I listen. But even then, I listened to Daniel Caesar more than more. I I tell you yeah. what though, I did go through like, I do like a lot of Daniel Caesar's music. I do love all of his albums, but I was like, yeah. man, I did not know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it. I think it helps that like I probably have a decent amount of Morgan Wallen's uh, songs and multiple playlists, mm-hmm. and so it's probably just like a passive over time. I just rack up. 338 streams and I over think, a year. And I think it's because, like, some artists, I'll go through phases. I listen to this person so much for, like, two months. I listen to this person yeah. so much for, like, two months. Whereas Morgan and a lot of his music, it's like, I just listen to it every now and then consistently through mm-hmm. the whole year, and it just adds up. It just keeps adding up. Same, same as Mac Miller. Jumping out of country again. Sure. Mac Miller was my, behind the weekend, my second most streamed artist this year. And, like, I was obsessed with... I, I really dug through his whole discography last year. Like, I, I was not... about that. Yeah, I was not surprised that he completely ran away with my replay last year. Kind of like what The Weeknd did this year. But, like, mm-hmm. I, this year, I was, like, second most? Like, I really... Not, not that I was sick of him, but I just didn't really go back to his... I kind of moved on. I moved on to other things, and I didn't listen to his... And I'm like, second most? That one was one where I was like, I don't know how correct that is. Because that, that sure. seems way off. But, oh well. Hmm. No, but that's a good point. When we were talking about the, uh, just passively kind of racking up streams for some artists in the background. Need to Breathe is one for me. They're number six on Spot of Stats. It says, it says in the past, from December 1st, of this year to December 1st of 2021, I listened to them 289 times. And it's probably just because I have so many of their songs. And mm-hmm. I think I probably might have gone to one of their albums a couple times there throughout the year. But so I just listened to them so My much. My Taylor Swift playlist. is nuts. <laughs> Taylor, Swift, Taylor Swift was one I most listened to artists this year. Because when I was doing um, the Taylor oh. Swift video, yeah, just to make sure I didn't miss anything, I yeah. went through her discography like one and a half times, but then you pile that on with like folklore and album I go back to a lot and some of her yeah. older stuff. And she, I had like 800 minutes of Taylor Swift and I was like, which isn't, which isn't anything nuts, bro. Some girls are nuts though. Like, I know. Them Swifty fans, bro. I know. Them Swifties I, know. No, like this. I saw I can... one with 27,000 minutes. Here, wait, I can go to, uh, I can find somebody that's higher than that probably. Here, wait, give me Oh a my gosh, I was like, bro, I listen to 46,000 minutes. You're telling me that, like, 60% of the time I was listening to music, you were listening to Taylor Swift specifically? Okay, so if I go to Taylor Swift's artist page, does that, is that reverse or is that correct for No, you? Can I can you see that. that. I can see that. Okay, so I'm going to scroll down, and you can see an artist's top listeners, and it'll show their all-time stats. 
Oh so, my gosh, this is going to be disgusting. Uh, it's not focusing on it. Um, but this person... I can't read it. That person right there. Yeah. 753,000 minutes. Almost a million minutes. Okay, no, no, so so no. So let's do some math here, okay? Legit. <laughs> I'm getting my calculator out. <laughs> 365 <laughs> times 24 is 8760. 750... Is it specific or how many minutes? It's it says seven hundred fifty three thousand one hundred thirty three minutes, so seven five three one three three. Wait, seven five three one one three. Uh huh. So it's about three quarters of a million. And I'm dividing that by sixty. Yeah. Sixty minutes make an hour. That's yeah. 12,551, which is like, and there's only 8,700. And then if you divide it by 20, if you divide it by 24, you can find the days, I think, right? So 12,551 divided by, well, that's 522 days. So <laughs> I, you've, you've spent 522 days of your life listening to this year. No, 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 no. That wasn't... No, 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 no. That's lifetime. I said that oh, was lifetime. That but even is... then, even... Even then... Even, even then, then that that's a, that's, that's a year and a... That's almost two years of your life. Yeah. Oh! Yeah. It's wild. Bro. Ta- Taylor Swift phone fans are built different. It's a bro. cult. It's a cult, bro. I think... Here, wait. Let me see if I can... I might be the top... I, I know, but if you I'm, were I'm listening sure. to Taylor Swift that much, you can't be listening to anything else. Like, the you must most I, all you listen to. The most I've ever listened to an artist, I can go to top lifetime for myself. I, I think it should. it's still Josh Turner, and it's... It's loading, sorry. I've listened to 11,206 minutes of Josh Turner. And 3,092 streams. So, like, that I know a girl who, like almost tripled that this year on taylor swift (laughs) it's interesting like i can go on itunes and see my most played songs of all time like i can see them sorted by plays according to itunes but this is so wrong or apple replay is so wrong because it is saying i've listened to seven summers 110 times but Seven Summers is my most played song of 2020 with like 75 streams. And last year it had mm-hmm. like 60. So we're already. And then that means I never listened to it this ooh, year. Ooh, we can do a fun little. So I'm just saying like either iTunes is wrong or Apple Replay is wrong because that doesn't add up at all. Hey, we can do a fun little thing real quick before we move on. Okay. Uh, um, what do you think my top song was? And we Ooh. have talked about it on the podcast. Oh, before. pressure, pressure. Well, we've talked about it on probably more than one episode, actually. So you said Ernest is way up there, but who is the number one again? So, according to Spotify, not Spot of Stats, Lizzie McAlpine is one, then Kip Moore. Or sorry, no. Lizzie McAlpine, Wild Rivers, Kip Moore, Ernest, and then John Foreman. Is it one of those? Uh, No. Okay. Um. Actually, so four. Ooh! I got a good guess. Okay. I think it's a good guess. 
Then again, Mitch Russell. It is. Yep. Then again, by Mitch Russell. Yup. Uh, how did you? What, rem- what reminded you? How did you think of it? I just remember how much, because it was like three separate times you brought up that song, and it you just, were like, I'm like, listening to this so much. I just, I just, <laughs> I was, I still am. It's just that good. Let me see. Then again, was my. Uh, Crap, what was the... Oh, I should... Oh, no, I'm fumbling the bag. Oh, the Morgan <laughs> Wallen song with Ben Burgess. Outlaw. It was my outlaw of this year. Right. Because I listen to Outlaw a decent amount. Um, yeah, I think I listened to Then Again like a hundred and... something times. I can find it real quick. Do you want to guess what my most played country song was? I don't even... I honestly... I don't it's, think it's I not. Have a guess. It's not obscure at all. I'll give you that. It's not. It's obscure not obscure. Like it's a pretty like. If you heard that, it's like yeah. I mean, um, it's not some random deep cut. It's from some. Did it come out and is it like new? Came out this year. Um. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna go with watermelon moonshine. No. Good. What about here? Wait. Was, can I guess it, one more? It was up there. What? Can I guess one more time? Yeah. Uh. Crap, what's it the oh what's it called? Um I think the fact that you're trying to recall what it's called already means you got it wrong. But I wanna hear. No, well, I know what song I'm talking about. It's just whatever. Uh I, like the Parker McCollum song that came out. Handle um, on you. Handle on you. That no, was gonna be my other guess. Was also Well, not not as much as Watermelon, but was up there moderately. Okay. Do you want one more guess or do you want it is? Again, it's not anything deep at all. <laughs> well, Last Night Lonely. I'll just throw that one out there. No, Last Night it was, uh, it was okay. Don't Think Jesus, which we oh, talked okay. about on this episode. Fair enough. I really like that. I guess, okay, I should have guessed a Morgan Wallen song. Yeah, so I mean, it's like the fact that like, it's it's not obscure yeah. whatsoever. Yeah, I should have guessed then a Morgan it was Then it was song. Feet Wanna Run, which deservingly so. I Feet? Thought I, what? I was okay. Actually, I was feet. I was. No, so that song came on yesterday. Actually, this is funny. I'm like, I think I was in my car, and I'm just like, it started. I was like, I started feeling. You know how when you think about something way too much, and then it starts to like sound weird or feel weird or yeah. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and so, and I'm listening to that song, and I'm like, I'm like, damn, there's feet in this song. <laughs> I'm like, this feet. is gross. <laughs> like, because I'm now I'm just thinking about feet. Like, my feet want to run, and now I'm just like picturing like just, Hairy just dog got, got the dogs out, you know, <laughs> just like feet. Uh, yeah, I was like feet. Now, I, now it's happening. Now I'm thinking like, <laughs> bro, feet. That's weird. What kind of word is that? Yeah, uh... I, I, the thing is, I'm surprised it didn't happen sooner. <laughs> I was, it was just random yesterday. I'm driving, and I'm just like. There's feet in this song, man. I was in the top 0.5% of Lizzie McAlpine listeners this year. That's impressive. I wish... That's a stat I wish I had. Yeah. I wish I... Like, not that... Not that... You probably would have been decently up there for the weekend with, like, what? what, You had, like, almost 3,000 minutes is a decent amount. 3,800. So it was nearly 4,000. Oh, okay. Then that... Yeah, you would have been... You probably would have been higher than I was with Lizzie McAlpine. I don't know about that because you got to think, like, The weekend. Well, the weekend's is literally bigger. one of the biggest artists. Yeah, maybe the biggest. Yeah, that's true. Um, but there are some artists like Adam Melcher. Bro, I thought... I thought he was going to be higher. I can't lie. I... Sure. Holy crap. 
Adam Melcher has been like my guy in 2022. Like I know the weekend kind of swamped my streaming numbers, but like when I when I look back, do you kind of have like an artist that sort of represents each year for you, or is that just me? No, no. Lizzie McAlpine is like, mine. When I, I think just... of yeah. Lizzie, Lizzie McAlpine would be mine this year. Last year, oh man. Like when uh, I think of um, 2020, or when I think of 2019, Midland. When I think of 2020, I'm thinking Brett Eldridge or um, hmm. or Frank Ocean. When I'm thinking last year, I'm thinking like Mac or Mac Miller. Sorry, this year Adam Melcher. And so I, I mean, granted, I was kind of late. Like I only found him at the start of the summer, so I only had like I don't know when they stopped. Well, they stopped taking stats and like october or november so i only had like five months of adam melcher but i listened to just under a thousand minutes of him and he's quite he's smaller i would have liked to see um that 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 percentage i would have liked to see on adam melcher because i'm curious like like nearly a thousand minutes how how committed is the fan base he is coming also to canada he's coming to toronto in february um and i kind of want to go see him i might not be around but I kind of want to make the trip to Toronto and see him live. Well, I do. If I can, I will. Um, but yeah, I, I could have seen him and Noah Kahan because they were hmm. touring together. But they were literally like four days after my concert at the same venue uh, that I went to with some friends. So I was just like, I sure. cannot make another like day drive all the way down for another concert like four days later completely like spontaneous too <laughs> but it was there if i wanted sure. to make the trek and dish out the money and get the time off work i could have but i was like i i can't bring myself to do this but man sure. that would have that been sick i'm saying sure a lot i need to stop because well, i think you, like you, adam melcher and noah kahan those have been my two and now granted noah saint is like a exaggerated case of adam melcher where i literally like september is when yeah, I, I was gonna when say you him. you're you're still pretty fresh on him. So exactly. So like I had I found him in like February or something, I have a feeling sure. he would have been him and Adam Melcher, man. They have they were my guys this year, honestly. Yeah, if I'm being honest, you got me thinking about that. I think twenty twenty for me was probably like Kip Moore, because that's when I really like actually listened to his whole discography and was like Slow Hearts is a banger album. This thing is amazing. Because I love that album. I love Slow Hearts by Kit Moore. Um, and then his new album also came out that year. And so I listened to him a ton. Like, he's in my top three artists. Um, it's him, Josh Turner, and Morgan Wallen. And I have only been listening to Kit Moore and Morgan Wallen for, like, less than two years. Mm-hmm. Both of them, respectively. So it's like, I've listened to them a lot in the past years. And on, if I'm being honest... On it, probably Morgan Wallen is who took over my 2021. Just because I was of, gonna say Mac Miller, then Morgan Wallen. Those are like my two. Yeah, favorites. just because of dangerous and there oh, really so was massive. like I I put it in I put in from December 1st 2020 and then December 1st 2021. I listened to Morgan Wallen 1,382 times in that time. Period. That's a lot of minutes. Period. Well, it's a it's it's actually so you said you listened to the weekend. Um, like f- almost four thousand times. Mm-hmm. This this was like this was like four and a half thousand. So it's like just a, a bit maybe like yeah, just a little bit above what you had you listened to the weekend this year. Um, 
But yeah, that's our Spotify wrapped. I will, here, actually, let me, just because maybe people are interested, I don't know. Maybe they're not. Maybe I should shut up. But <laughs> shut my, up. my other top songs, there's, I what I liked about my, this was maybe my most varied uh, Spotify rap that I've ever had. That's why I didn't like mine, because it was probably my least. <laughs> mm. There's a few well, yeah. albums that, like, all the songs from the albums are on here, and I'm just like, man, there's sure. really not much variety here. Like, Yeah, it's, it's interesting to see how mine has changed. But, okay, so basically, I'll just kind of do the, there's the, I already told you top artists, my top genre, genre was contemporary country, top songs. Then again is number one. Crazy One More Time Re- uh, Reimagined by Kip Moore is number two. Then Give Me Jesus, which is a worship song by Jeremy Camp. And then The Commission, which is also a worship song. And then What Would I Do Without You, which is a song by... Oh, jeez, I'm going to forget his name. I love it when that happens. I know the artist's name, but I just can't think of it. Um, but it's all good stuff. Probably stuff that people don't know. Um, and then I listen to 67,000 Minutes of Music. Um, it's interesting... Two, not last year, but the year before, I had almost a hundred thousand minutes of music listened to. Um, That's a lot, which is a lot. Um, and partially because the job I had at the time allowed me to listen to music, like a decent amount. And like and the thing is, when I'm at work, I don't like to listen to music unless I can just like sit down and focus on a thing, and I don't have to worry about anything else. Like if I'm working with kids, I'm not gonna put on music. You know what I'm saying? Like, but when I, when I first, why, why was that? Bro, it just works with kids. That's all. Sorry. I guess I should have said that differently. No, if I'm no working with students, it. students, anyway, no, it's too late. um, when I, that was back when I first started at Anderson elementary and that was when code was first happening. So stuff was still digital. So I wasn't like in person. There wasn't a whole lot of physical interaction. Most of what I was doing was like organizing stuff and like just kind of like grunt work. And so I was able to just, like, like I can remember listening to those Morgan Wallen pre-release songs, like, on repeat at work. I loved, at, like, at first I remember hating Living the Dream, and then once I got past, like, the weird, yeah. burr, 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 once I got past <laughs> that, I was, I was like, <laughs> I was like, this song's fire, bro. I listened to it so much, but yeah. Um, it's interesting. So I, I think that helped. I listened to music so much that, it just got that high, uh, but yeah, seven around seventy thousand is still pretty big though. But there was I, real quick before we move on to what are we listening to? Um, a kid that goes to my church, he's in our my youth group. I he, I saw his rap. He listened to Panic at the Disco like for like fourteen thousand minutes this year, That's and I was like, concern. yeah, <laughs> that's what I was. I was like, bro bro i saw yeet on somebody's spotify rap and i was like that <laughs> is a soul in need of like <laughs> maybe it's a cry for help maybe it maybe it's too too far gone <laughs> maybe there is no help that can do but i think we're gonna move on to what are we listening to um, yeah we are and you know what i'm gonna take the reins evan what are you listening to funny evan you, what are you listening to funny you ask evan jaron I, I didn't need you to ask me <laughs> Jaron, I didn't ask. <laughs> so, I have been listening to an EP called Recently by Liana Flores. And it is from 2019. It is singer-songwriter. It's pretty short. 
five songs, 14 minutes. Hmm. By no means uh, a big thing. It is trying to describe the vibe. Very, like, very lo-fi. I almost, I almost want to say, like, like, pre-Maggie Antone, Maggie Antone vibes. Like, um, just... Maggie before Maggie. Maggie before Maggie was Antoning. Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh we have to <laughs> sorry i really like that <laughs> just start reverberating or we'll have to names we'll, verbs verbs yeah well or adjectives or whatever well uh, i feel like we gotta keep we have to keep using that whenever we talk about maggie antone <laughs> she's been antone by the way she has an e- she has an ep coming out and like she does have covers which i'm very excited for yeah yeah um anyway continue but yeah it's like literally just her and either a poorly recorded or just like a very dead sounding guitar like a, like a a pickup that wasn't plugged in or something really nice sound very pretty lots of like atmosphere in her vocals lots of harmony um i found it now i'm going to go get a little random i found it because for some reason i've just found myself on this or in this weird lane of youtube that i've been loving lately and it's these like okay. super lo-fi vlogs that are like maybe six minutes long. And it's like, all right, I'm going to go for a walk this morning. And it's literally just like, there's one British girl I absolutely love watching. She's, oh shoot, what's her channel name? It's like Carrie's Rachel or something. It's it's like C-A-R-Y-S Rachel, I believe. She is such a vibe. Like I will happily. Karis? Karis, is that her? I don't know. Maybe we'll spell it again. I'm sorry. C A R like car, Y S. Yeah, it's probably Karis. I've I've met a girl named Karis before. Oh, wow. Well, it's spelled differently. I never had, but maybe that's it. But like, su- just such a vibe. I just sit down for like eight minutes and watch her talk about something, um, watch her just go on a hike or something. But the music she specifically she, but um, there's a lot of different random YouTubers I've suddenly found myself watching. The music is a little. M- it's very chill, calming, gentle, like lo-fi music. And she has this Karis Rachel person uses stuff that sometimes evokes a bit more European feeling. Evan, Evan's just over like, here crying, watching a six minute vlog. <laughs> getting feels in like feels. It, it feels like I'm <laughs> on the English countryside. She picks good music. And so I didn't find that through, um, I didn't find this EP through her, but I was... Uh, oh, thanks for letting us know, then. Wait. <laughs> this guy's unreal. Anyways, I found it because I went on... Um, I was looking for music like that. I was on different, like... I cracked indie myself folk. up. <laughs> I was on different indie folk playlists, and I came across this, and I'm like, wow, this is, like, exactly what I was looking for. Big Vibe, recently by Liana Flores, 2019. Check it out. Okay. Um... What I'm listening to is probably semi-predictable, and oh. we haven't talked about it, oh. so I'm just using it as an excuse to talk about it. Then, what? no, we talked about Lainey. Um, you think I was gonna say Lainey Wilson? That's why I was confused. Um, <laughs> we have sorry, we have not talked about it. No. Do I know what it is? I I think so. Probably. Um. You know me, so you would probably know. I don't know. (laughs) 
It's uh, a <clears throat> gosh. This is Bo Armstrong's new album. Right. And honestly, we probably could have. We probably could have maybe talked about it on an episode, but we didn't. So, <laughs> so here we are talking about it now. Um, I don't know if you listened to it yet. I'm not. Um, so, I'm not being stupid, right? Because I mm-hmm. I heard people talking about this album. I heard people like saying like, Bo Armstrong new album, right? I've heard this, whatever. It's not on Apple. It's just not there. It's everyone's been talking about it, and I'm like, it's not there. If your tired heart is aching, not a thing. His only album on Apple is Chasing Ballads still, and so I keep forgetting. Huh. Like I'm gonna maybe find it on YouTube, but I keep forgetting because I can't download it. And then like every time I get in my car, it's like I'm seeing Bar Armstrong's name. So I haven't checked it out yet. Literally, there's no way it's gonna focus good enough. But like. Well, you can see there's only one square there. That's his yeah. only album listed. There's no, if your tired heart is aching. And I'm kind of pissed off. Where is my boy? Yeah. This is like what happened with Zach Bryan's um, Elizabeth. Now that, I hope Bo Armstrong is having similar issues with Apple just being a bum. But if he's not putting it onto Apple, I am boycotting him. That's it. <laughs> I'm not put. You, you're not I gonna don't. Make, I can't imagine. You're not gonna make a fantastic album and then not let me listen to the next one. <laughs> I'm assuming it's I actually, Apple being a bum. I nominated. <laughs> I and I nominated the album for I think best album of the year. Yeah, and I'm like I haven't heard it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I've seen people. I've heard people talk and, about it. And I nominated it not n- knowing full well that it wasn't going to be at the end because just not not enough people know who he is. But you they know, I had though. to. I ha- I ha- I have oh, to. Yeah. Like I, ha- I just have to because it was it was one of my favorite three albums of the year. Um, it it's just really good. Um, I I have one slightly negative thing to say, and it's not even really that negative. Um, it's more just like a minor complaint. Um, I love Bo. Uh, me and him are kind of internet friends, as we have talked about before on the podcast. I have no ill will towards him or anything like that. I love this guy. Wait, I found um, it. Oh, you found it. It's just what not... Happened? I do do some searching, like some specific searches on Apple. I'm downloading it now, but it's not on his artist profile. Bo Armstrong, if you're listening to this, your album is not on your Apple profile. But now I maybe just d Maybe DM him and send him a screenshot. But it very well could be my phone tweaking. I have an absolute tweak show of a phone, so who knows? But I might, I uh, might, I might send him a message. Okay, like, hey, yo, a- Apple, Apple people, sound off. Yeah. Let us know if if other Apple listeners are having this issue. Let me know. I'm gonna text good old Bo and tell him. I don't know what you um, do, but oh, now I have another album. To well, to I would imagine he'd want to know because he'd want people to be able to find his album. Well, I know yeah. I would if I was an artist, but no, um, I kind of would want to put out an album and then no one could find it. You know. Like, no one can listen to it. Uh, but anyway, what I was saying, uh, this album ha- was kind of rolled out progressively. Um, so basically, it's a ten track album, which I love that it's only ten tracks. I love that. I just love that. Um, and I think there were. Let me. Sorry, I'm looking at the track list just to double check. 
I like these names. I haven't even listened to it, but I like these names. Yeah, it's a very... The, he the, thinks he'll keep her. That's going to be good. I know that one. Oh, no, it is good. It's one, it's one of my favorite ones off the album. It's actually a cover. Um, oh, really? It's the, it's the only, I think all the other ones were written by him, but Who's, that one's a cover. Who originally wrote that? I don't remember. <laughs> I did know, but I don't... I did know, but now I don't. I love don't. how confidently you said that. I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah, I just don't remember. Uh, I'm not even going to pretend to... I did know, but I just, I couldn't, get, I couldn't tell you. Um, but I think three of the tracks were not released beforehand, and all of them were, like, over the past year, slowly released. And I hadn't actually listened to every single one before. I had to listen to most of them, but I knew the album was coming out, and he had released one, like, a month before, and I was like, I'm just going to wait. Um, so that's like my one complaint. Uh, the reason it's not a super big complaint for me is because I think all the songs are good. <laughs> so it's like, like there was the whole Eric Church thing where it's like, you're releasing like a million songs in preparation for this thing. Or maybe actually, no, it's more, it's more similar to Cody Johnson when he did like half yeah. of the album. Um, and I think that one was fatiguing maybe because I felt like some of those songs were just kind of like. Some of them were not as... I mean, that's a good album. I, I We all know I like that album. I, I think it might have been my favorite album from last year. Um, but I don't know. I, it just felt different. Maybe it's because Bo was just doing it so casually. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> He wasn't making a big me, deal yeah. out of it. Yeah, that I don't know. So and, I know I, and I think he was also trying it just because he wanted to try out a different rollout model. And I think it, I think it worked out uh, pretty well for him because... Every single one of these songs actually has a pretty decent amount of streams. And I think him uh, releasing them how he did, like, a few months apart, um, allowed each of them to kind of get their own kind of, like, time in the sun. And so, like, like places... Like, Spotify has added him to some to some playlists. And, like, mm-hmm. at, when he releases them one at a time, I think it allows him to do that. But uh, this is a really good album. My, my standouts for me, I, I love Why Dallas. Um, he Thinks He'll Keep Here is a standout. Um, Stranger in My Bed is kind of, like... It kind of hits you if you really listen to the lyrics. Like Noted. It... At first, you're just from reading the title, and you might think, I don't know, do you want me to talk about it, or do you want to just hear it on your own? Low key, kind of just want to hear it on my own. I'm, I'm, in, I'm intrigued. Okay, yeah. Um, well, I then literally I'll let you... might go for like a late winter dark walk and listen to this album right when we finish recording. <laughs> you should do that. I, I encourage I that. Um, which way's home? The closer, really good too. Um, I just, I none of the songs are like bad. I enjoy all of them. He does have some transitional tracks that i love i love when Bo kind of okay he has his have you heard his cover of uh when the party's over yeah yeah because i've talked about it so the vibe of his cover of that song his version of that song that vibe he kind of has on the transitional songs and so, so the are there opener, like songs that are like interludes yeah so the first song is so there's really only eight tracks if you're excluding the interludes so there's an intro and then the ninth track interlude leads into the last song um i like where this is going yeah and i just the vibe that it sets it's like ah have it did you hear his cover of cool by dua lipa 
Um, no, actually. Okay, because that's also really good. Um, but his, I don't know, his, like, for some reason, I mean, he does have a sound. His songs all kind of, like, he has his kind of vibe. But the I just love the instrumental tracks on this thing. I don't usually love instrumental tracks so much on albums. Like, thing is, like I normally one... do, so now I'm really hyped. <laughs> well... I do on some albums, but, like, the one... Haley Witter's one was cool, but, like, to me, that that one just... I don't know. Bo Armstrong has a more chill vibe, and when you do an instrumental thing with in your Haley Witter's, it just... I don't know. It doesn't work as much for me, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but with this, it's, like, it like the, the opener, the inter... The, what's the intro? The intro just, just kind of sets the tone, I think, really well. It's ambient and acoustic... And just like, ooh, like this is a really good album. If you wanted to say you're like, you don't want to, you can't sleep and you want to like, you're reading a book at like 1am, which is I've done before. I've been in college. This is a, this is an album that I would throw. I could throw it on then and I could throw it on in the middle of the day. Um, I feel similarly about this album that I do maybe like Give Me a Minute by Lizzie McAlpine. I think it's, I think it's really good. This better live up to... I don't know. I just I think it's really good. As you know that I like Bo Armstrong a yeah, lot, so yeah, I don't. Yeah. So also take that into consideration. So. But I trust I, your taste. Sure, so. sure. Uh, yeah, it's good. It's good. It's good. Well, um, do we want to do who the frick? Do we want to just do one? Let's just do one. Let's yeah. just do one. Wrap it up because we've been going for a little while. It's been a great episode. Evan is gonna. Ask me. Evan, Evan is gonna host. I'm uh, hosting who the, who the frick. frick. I know yeah. who the frick it is this time, guys. That was a funny joke. Everybody laugh. Man, shut up. <laughs> All right. Man. Okay. Okay. So some of these clues are a little tough, but then there's one that, that at the end, if you don't get it with the third clue, I will be kind of surprised. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, first is, is quite broad. This artist is from Nashville. <laughs> All right. Oh, wait. Jelly Roll. No. Dang. I, I only know that is because I was reading his Wikipedia yesterday because I was like, who is this guy? Like, I was like, who is this guy? Like, who is Jelly Roll? How did he be, you know, and I so I was reading too, his Wikipedia. I still feel like I don't have a lot of knowledge on Jelly Roll. Yeah. Um, that was okay. my guess. So, so this, go ahead and do the second one. This artist... Went to Belmont University and got a major in music with an emphasis on piano. I didn't know that was a thing. At university, Belmont. he fell in love with artists like Nirvana and oh. Franz Ferdinand, which he claims has a large influence on his style. So it's someone a little more... It's not uh, too straightforward. Okay. Again, clue is kind of vague. Next, If yeah. you don't get it here, next one, I hope. Belmont... Nirvana, because ah. I feel like I, when you first said Belmont, I was I I had a couple ideas, but then you said he, and I was thinking oh, of some shoot. girls. Oh shoot! Did I give that away? You said he. Okay. You did say well, he. Now you know that. Um. Nirvana, like That makes me think Coetzel. Maybe I'm honing in on that too much. And it's not Coetzel. He's not from Nashville. There's no way. I, I don't I was think just, he's I hope much. you don't. <laughs> yeah. 
That's not what I'm running with. I'm just trying to think. And wait, you said can you Nat? You said Nirvana and who? Franz Ferdinand. Oh, I've heard of that guy, but I have no idea really who he oh. is. Um, so that doesn't help me. Yeah, that, that uh, really doesn't. This clue's really not much for you. <laughs> who should I? Um, I remember reading. I don't know. I don't think this is a repeat. This is my best guess, sadly, and I'm just gonna go with William Beckman. No. And the only the reason I did that is because I think I've seen in an he's interview very he talked. To, well, yeah. He, well, I, I I don't think he's been to Belmont, um, but I think he had talked about bands that had influenced him, and I think for some reason Nirvana might have been one, but that's probably wrong. Go ahead and that was just like a me. Well, third clue is a bit of a. <laughs> Okay. So if I so if I don't get this, it's kind of um, rough, especially okay. when you pair it with the other clues. Um, okay. It really you like as far as what he sings about and whatnot. Like this artist's All right, parents. I'm ready, Evan. I guess I can say his. We already know it's a guy. Okay. His parents moved from Taiwan in the early 1980s. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Oh, <laughs> I think I know who this is. Probably. This is gonna this is gonna be really awkward uh, if I just. If it's wrong. If I no, if I guess a, if I guess a person and then I'm like, oh, I'm racist all of a sudden. No, what? <laughs> if if anyone I wouldn't does be that, racist. come to me, okay? Come to me. I, I wouldn't. Was, I was joking. I thought I it was cool, so I was like, yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Oh, but that makes me. Is it that? Is it this? I'm gonna Gabe Lee. Yeah, it's Gabe Lee. Okay, 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 okay. I was, I was, <laughs> and that makes I mean. sense there's, now. There's not a lot of like Taiwanese country thing. Like people have that. Yeah. That's not yeah. a big thing. And then, but if you didn't know who Gabe Lee was, you would have no idea. Oh yeah, you you'd know? have zero clue. But like then you can see because he does sing about Nashville a little bit, like farmland and stuff. And then he, like, if you, his, yeah, he has some more. Um, a lot of his music is very like intricate and what's the word I'm looking for? Um, theoretically, there's a lot going on with a lot of his music, so that's sure. why I thought maybe the major at university and whatnot. Would have to do. I just I thought that would have been funny if you had given me the Taiwan Taiwan clue right, and then I guess Gabley and it just no and it, no I'm just like and I guess Gabley and it just isn't Gabley. It's just like oh okay. <laughs> Well, I said Nashville, and you said William, or who'd you say, sorry? Um, I did guess William Beckman when you said that. Was it not? No, you guessed William Beckman after the university. Who's your first guess again? Am I completely blanking? Jelly Roll. Oh, my bad. Yeah, you, sorry. The Nashville get clue was the first clue. Yeah, my I wouldn't bad, like, yeah. Anyways. Um, yeah, so we're just doing... Do you want to do a second? Um, my friend's been watching basketball in the other room without me for almost two hours. Okay, okay. <laughs> so, he, he, he needs he needs companionship. That's all right. Yeah, he needs companionship. Um, thank you. Everyone. He's just been he's been eating Taco Bell and just watching NBA <laughs> he, basketball. He needs, he needs. He was like, "I'll be all right, man," and I'm like, "Okay." He desperately needs you. All right. Uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us on the latest edition of Waves on the Shore. Let us know what you thought in the comments. Send us some messages. What you want to hear about? All that stuff we got. We we got some fun Christmas stuff planned. Some yeah, fun yeah. year. I am. I'm excited for our year end stuff. I am just so fun. excited for a specific um, thing we agreed upon. 
a specific Christmas light. Do you remember which one? <laughs> yes, I, I remember, <laughs> I think. <laughs> it has nothing to do with... It doesn't really have anything to do with music, if I remember correctly. Does it? Or maybe I'm thinking of the wrong thing. I think That's awkward. We're not on the same page. Hold on, because I need to you know, sometimes. You know, sometimes me and Evan are on the same wavelength, and, you know, sometimes we're just not. You know, like, sometimes you're sucking a homie's foot, and then, you know... Wait, bro. Next thing you, next thing you know, uh, podcast is over. 